This is Pastor Eric. Thanks so much for checking out our Life Church podcast. We pray that it's a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com. Um, if you'd like to pull out today's notes for the message today, we'd invite you to do that. I want to talk with you today about what makes a church great in God's eyes, because one of the things that I have learned is that what makes a church great in God's eyes and what makes a church great in our eyes can sometimes be totally different things. Uh, what I have learned is that a church is not great because of the size of the church. A church is not great because of the, the budget of the church. It's not great because of the giving of the people. It's not even great if it meets every conceivable need of every person who's out there. Uh, that's not what makes a church great. What makes a church great is it is if it is filled with a group of believers, a body of, of people who take seriously the call of God upon their lives. That's what makes a church great. A church is not great if it meets all of your personal needs. A church is great if its people are responding positively to the call of God that he has placed upon all of our lives as believers. And while it is true that uh, each of us receive a unique call from God, that is to say that each of us have giftings or abilities that are different than, than others within the body, some similar but mostly different in some capacity or other, it is nonetheless true that, that in a general sense, all of us have one calling from God that is similar or is the same as everyone else. And it's called in the Bible the Great Commission. If that's a new term for you, we find it in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20. This is called the Great Commission. It's what Jesus said. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new believers or disciples to obey all the commands that I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So it, I believe that we have all got to take that very seriously because this is not just a commission to pastors. This is not just a commission to ministers. This is a commission to all of God's people. We have all been called to go and make disciples of, of the people that we run into. And the reason it's not just for ministers is because you reach to a people that I don't reach to. You will connect with a group of people that I will never connect with. I don't have access to them. You do. So God wants to use you. I reach a group of people that you don't reach. See, that, that's why we're all necessary within the body of Christ. So we're all commissioned uh, equally to share the message of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then for those who receive that, that message and accept Christ as Savior, we, are, we additionally are called by God to make them disciples. There's a difference between making a decision for Christ and becoming a disciple of Christ. A disciple of Christ is a fully committed follower of the Lord. They haven't just said, Lord, forgive me of my sins, and then they go on and live their merry way. A true disciple of the Lord is one who follows the Word of God and the Spirit of God in a fully committed fashion. And so for those who make decisions for Christ, that you connect with, you are then, as God's 
as God's, uh, as a believer, called to disciple them into a solid faith in Jesus Christ and, and to encourage them in their walk with God. You need encouragement to teach them the Bible, to teach them the things of God. Or put another way, we are called to love people back into wholeness because the fact is sin tears people apart. Tears marriages apart, tears uh, potential apart, tears relationships apart. Jesus puts that back together again, and he does it through us as we minister by his spirit to their lives. So as I think about this subject of God's great commission, um, I believe that there are three areas or three people groups that God wants us to reach out to. And I want to talk about that for just a few moments with you this morning. The first group would be the world, our commission to the world. And you'll notice here that Jesus said in verse 19 of Matthew 28, go and make disciples of who? All the nations. All the nations. So we have a responsibility to all the nations. Underline those words in your notes. All the nations. Jesus is making it clear that we are to reach the world. Not just our neighbor across the street, but we have an obligation to reach the whole world. Now, we just finished a few weeks ago an emphasis that we do every year here at Life Church where we challenge our people with the need of reaching the world. There are still groups of people, and when we talk about groups of people, we are talking about language groups. There are still language groups of people in the world that have never heard an adequate presentation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have an obligation to that. We who have been taught, we who have been reached, have an obligation to reach all those that we can reach. And that's not just the person across the street. It's all the world. And I'm so grateful that many of you took the step of saying, yes, I will give financially to help put missionaries in those parts of the world. Because not all of us are called to go to other parts of the world, but we are all called to support those who do go to other parts of the world. And I'm so proud of you and the commitment that you have made Many of you, it's a first time. You've never done it before in your life. And I'm just so thankful for your willingness to, to step up to the plate and say, yes, I will give over and above my tithe to the cause of getting the, the message of Jesus Christ around the world. And you made that faith promise to support those missionaries. And, and it's through those faith promises that we are able to support missionaries around the world in, in their cause, in their call, of going overseas or going to some other people group to reach them for Christ. And um, this is one of the ways that we fulfill the great commission upon us as people of God, is we support reaching the world. And it goes right along with what God's word says we're supposed to do. The apostle Paul wrote in Romans 10, he says, how can they call on him? He's talking about people who don't know the Lord. How can he call on them to save them unless they believe in him. Well, that just makes sense. If they don't believe in him, they're not going to call on him. And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? Now, that just makes sense as well, right? you got to hear about him first, and then you believe. If they've never heard about him, how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Again, that just makes sense. And how will anyone go and tell them without having been sent? That is why the Scripture says how 
Beautiful are the feet of the messengers who spread good news. And so we have this obligation. I just love the, the, the first part of verse 15. How can anyone go and tell them unless somebody sends them to go tell them? That's our obligation to this cause called world missions. Now, 15 years ago, this church, uh, based on the size of the congregation at that time, gave an amazing amount of money, $58,000 15 years ago, to getting the message of the gospel uh, out into the world. That was over and above what they gave for tithe that particular year. They gave $58,000. We gave $58,000. That group of people did to uh, support missions. But last year, because our church has grown and people have taken on to their heart the cause of reaching the world, in 2015, we were able to support missions by giving over $470,000 to the cause of world missions. And, and with that money, we supported some 94 missionaries and missions projects in the United States and literally around the world. I want you to look at a video that we've put together that will give you just a little glimpse into some of what we're doing around the world. Fifteen years ago, Life Church sacrificially gave around $50,000 to world missions which supported about a handful of missionaries around the world. But today we celebrate. Because of our continued sacrificial giving, Life Church gave over $470,000 to World Missions and now supports over 94 missionaries and mission organizations around the world. Hello, Life Church Utah. I hope you're having a great day. My name is Andrew Dawson. And my wife and I are Assemblies of God U.S. missionaries to victims of human trafficking. We work with an organization called Free International. And we just want to say thank you today for your prayers, for your support uh, to keep us on the field. It's because of you that we're able to do what we do. And we are so grateful and thankful today. I hope you have a blessed day. And we're praying for you. We know you're praying for us. God bless you. And we'll see you soon. Good morning, Life Church. My name is Andy Smith, and along with my wife Jennifer and our sons Malachi, Elisha, and Joel, we're missionaries to children in Honduras. We work alongside the 12 different Christian schools that Latin America Child Care operates here in the nation of Honduras. Our main focus is in the area of spiritual life and discipleship. Our goal is to not only encourage our students to get a great education and make a better life for their family in the future, but also to follow Jesus Christ wholeheartedly because we know that that's the most important decision that they could ever make. Thank you so much for your prayer and for your faithful support. And thank you, Pastor Jim, for giving me a few moments to address the congregation this morning. God bless you. This global impact doesn't come without sacrifice. In fact, it's because of people like you and a church like you that even when it's hard, we can still give and trust God for amazing things. Okay, for those who don't know us, we are Tim and Don McLaren, and we've been coming to Life Church. Uh, what you since? Well, I've been here since '95. And I've been here coming since '99. Um, it kind of all started last August when Don lost her job. I went through the bills, and then I kind of got together with Don and shared with her that I was considering stopping our mission and offerings. 
I just told you it was the worst thing that we could do. <laughs> I encouraged you to step out in faith and trust God uh, to meet all of our needs and to come through. And um, in fact, the very next Sunday, uh, Pastor Jim, his sermon, and you know how this always goes, everybody, it, it, a lot of people at church think that the sermon was directed just for you. Well, this Sunday, this was directed at us. Um, the sermon was kind of on trusting God, being faithful, and um, keeping our commitments regardless of the circumstances. And it's easy to get our eyes on circumstances rather than on our God who can solve those circumstances. And so we kept are giving up and we stepped out in faith. A friend of ours, she had told me about a position that was uh, coming up in her at her work. About a week later, um, I had got the, the call that they had offered me the position. So all glory and honor goes to God. I was, it was like amazing, um, you know, that how God, um, how God provided. And so the first thing we did was we praised him for his goodness to us. And then I repented of my lack of faith. Um, because really when you come right down to it, um, either you're going to trust God or you're not. And so through all this, my faith was, has, was increased. And, you know, the provision thing is great, but uh, I thank the Lord the most that he increased my faith because that's really what it's all about. Amen. Now, some people would say, you know, uh, the fact that she got a job, you know, and everything was just kind of coincidence. But I will tell you this, after having lived as long as I have, it's amazing the number of coincidences that you have uh, when you are a person of faith. You get many more coincidences that just seem to happen than if you don't pray, than if you don't give, than if you don't plant seed in your life of faith. You know, when, when you're an individual who, who passed the test, because if you make a commitment to God, you will be tested. But if you make that commitment and you hold true to it, it opens the door. It becomes, I like to think of it as seed planted in the ground that's going to bring a harvest to your life at the time when you need it the most. God is keeping records and he knows exactly when you will need that help and he brings that help to you. So, uh, being faithful to that missions commitment, being faithful to that tithe is so important because it brings to you a great and wonderful promise of blessing. Secondly, I want to talk about our commission to reach our community, the area around us, and what we would call the Salt Lake Valley. A few years ago, a previous mayor of West Valley City asked if he could come and share with our congregation, and we were, of course, honored to, to welcome then-Mayor uh, Winder to come and, and to share with our church. That morning, he honored Life Church by talking about the impact that our church is having upon our community, upon our city. And I'll never forget the scripture that he read to us that morning. It was from Matthew chapter 5, and this is what Jesus said. You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And then the mayor, after reading that scripture, proceeded to tell us that we, we were like that light to West Valley City, that we were a light on a hill shining out to our community. And that, that just touched me so much that he would come and share that because to me, it was an incredible statement 
an affirmation that he gave to our church. And, and I took it as, as a sincere expression of our city's belief of the impact that Life Church is having in certain areas within our community and change that has been taking place there and the community is beginning to take notice. A couple of years ago, uh, John and I, uh, Pastor John and I went before our city council and we petitioned the city for uh, a change in our zoning and we had to do that because of some, some changes in the facility and, and the grounds and so forth that we were engaging in. And so we went before the city council to ask them, and we were hoping, of course, that they would grant us a change in our zoning. And uh, what surprised me that night was not only that they were willing to grant us this zoning request, but one of the council members on her own, with, with no prompting from anyone, just on her own, began to share how she drove by our church on a regular basis, probably either on 47th, obviously, or going down Bangor, came maybe on her way to work, whatever. She went by our church and she said, I've been noticing the transformation that's taking place on your, on your corner and the improvements that are beginning to come that you are making. And then she said that they considered us a real asset to our community and that she was proud to have us part of the West Valley City family. What I believe both the mayor and the city councilwoman were saying is that Life Church is having an impact upon our community in helping people in an incredible number of ways. But it's, it's not just buildings, it's not just property, it's about changed lives because that's what really matters. It's the way we're, we're reaching into our city and helping some long-standing needy areas that God is helping us to be an influence and a, and, a, and a help for. And it's bringing change into people's lives. One person at a time, but it's bringing change. And we see it not only in the ministries that take place here within the four walls of this church building, but also in a variety of ministries that go out into the community, like our daycare. You know, under the leadership of Carrie Valencia, our Kids Life Daycare has made an incredible impact on the lives of working parents who are seeking for uh, a clean and safe environment for their children to be looked after while they're at work all day long. And many of these people are unchurched. They don't go to church anywhere, and and there's a certain sense of hopelessness within a lot of them because they don't have the hope of Christ. They don't have a foundation of faith underneath them. And as Carrie is being used of God to just plant little seeds, we're seeing a transformation that's beginning to come as many of them are opening their hearts to the, to the bigger uh, message of the gospel. Uh, and it's happening because of our daycare. Some of them have even started coming to church here, have made commitments to the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. But, but this community impact is more than what we're doing just in West Valley City itself. We're reaching out to the community, the broader community of, of uh, Salt Lake Valley, and we're touching many, many lives. Isaiah Calling, you've heard us talk about that. It's our outreach ministry to the homeless that's primarily taking place downtown Salt Lake City. Uh, 
we, we have ministered to them. We're going to talk about that in just a moment in our video. Through Operation 61, many of you don't even know about this, but it's our women's ministries outreach to sex trafficked girls and women and we're bringing hope to these girls and change to these girls and and it's marvelous how god is using our women's ministries there and last year our kids life harvest party reached an estimated 5,000 community people who came from all over the region. You'll see a picture of that in the video that's upcoming under the direction of Heather Williams. I just thank God for these and many other ministries that are going out into our community. I want you to watch a video that briefly talks about this. Here at Life Church, we love our city and we care deeply about our community. A church is not just four walls. To us, church is more than a building or a Sunday service. That's why we partner and support several outreaches in our city. One way that we give to our community is by helping those that are down and out. Every other Monday night, the Isaiah Calling goes downtown to minister to the homeless of our city by passing out jackets, blankets, and a warm smile. Hi, Life Church. Uh, Greg Johnson here with Standing Together. Our ministry is to advance biblical unity and spiritual transformation here in Utah. And Life Church, you guys are a tremendous partner to our ministry. Not only do we have our, our offices located right here on your campus, and uh, we're so blessed to have the fellowship with uh, Pastor Jim and the staff, uh, but we have a great financial partnership with you. and. Your support means so much to us. Pastor Jim is a key leader among the pastors for the work of unity, and we are so grateful for his partnership and his direct involvement with us and what all that God is doing to build unity in the churches and spiritual transformation in Utah. So thanks so very much for all your support. I 
finally got to meet who he chose and they're wonderful. They have a biological child, the only one they could have and she had many miscarriages and then she had to have a hysterectomy. So I completed somebody's family and that's an amazing feeling. You know, I can't, you don't meet people on the street that say, hey, I completed somebody's family, you know, and I get to see them and I get to love them. I get to watch him grow. Lastly, I want to talk with you about our commission to each other. Because sometimes the call of God is a big call to reach out to the lost of the whole world. Sometimes the call of God, the will of God for our lives, is a big call to reach out into a, a large community. But sometimes the call of God, the commission of God, is for us to minister to one another, to each other. God doesn't just care about the lost. He cares about you, too. You who already know Christ. And we want you to be ministered to. We want you to be blessed. And we want you to be used of the Lord. I want to go back to a scripture that Mayor Winder shared with us um, several years ago from Matthew 5. I'm going to look at just verse number 16. It says, in the same way, in other words, in the way that a light uh, shines out into a darkened room, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Now, that's no more true than what happens within the local church. We want to minister to you. We want you to minister to one another so that people who may be born again, they, they love Christ. They, they are, they're a part of the family of God, but maybe they're going through a real struggle, a real trial. They're encouraged by the faith that we share with one another. They come in and the atmosphere of the church lifts them up in their walk with God. Let's read it this time from the Message Bible, that same scripture. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up to God, this generous Father in heaven. In other words, as we minister to others, it causes people to open up to God ministering to them as well. Now, if you've been here a while, you know that I focus a lot on our heart, and that's important. We need to focus on our heart because our heart is the, is the motivation behind everything we do, and our heart will determine the reward that we receive from the Lord. But Jesus is saying in this verse that what will attract people to the gospel in the first place is the good that they see coming out of our lives. When they see that coming out of our lives, in fact, it, he says they will attribute it right back to, to our Heavenly Father. It says they will give him praise uh, for what we are doing, the, the good works that we are doing in his name. So no doubt about it, God expects you and me to do something with our lives that will touch other people both uh, outside the church and within the church for his kingdom. Let me just wrap up this message this morning by giving you a couple of other scriptures along these lines. The first one comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, It is God himself who has made us what we are, and he's given us new lives from Christ Jesus. And long ages ago, he planned that we should spend these lives in helping others. What does that mean? That means that God, before the world was ever created, God knew that you would be a part of his kingdom, and he had a plan designated for your life. All those years ago, before you were ever a twinkle in your daddy or mama's eye, 
God, you were a twinkle in God's eye. He knew you were coming. He planned for you, and he planned for you to do something with your life. James chapter 2, he goes on and says, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say that you have faith, but you don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now, someone may argue, well, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how, uh, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by what I do, by the good works that I do. Verse 30, how foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. So in other words, what he is saying here is that good deeds or good works will not save you. It's important that you hear that. Doing all the right things will not save you, but they happen from you because of the work of God's grace that has already happened inside of you. Does that make sense? Because of what God has done in me, the transformation inside of me, now I do these things as an expression of God's love and life flowing out through my life. So I think James is saying here that none of us can do everything, but all of us as believers are called of Christ to do something. Watch this video. Every day, lives are being challenged and transformed here at Life Church. Because you gave, we were able to give a hundred presents away to kids who live in our neighborhood. Because you teach, kids learn about Jesus. Because you invested, teens are transformed. Because you taught, Couples are being empowered and having a strong marriage. Because you challenged, this young lady decided not to ask for birthday gifts, but rather donations to BGMC, which is our children's ministry missions giving. How big can your impact be? That is a picture of this past year's harvest party that we had uh, that took place here on the ground. So really, where I'm at in all of this is bringing you to this point right here. If you consider Life Church to be your church home, I am asking you to step up to the plate, to quit sitting in the, the stands and to start letting God use you to get out of just being a spectator and start being used of God. This is Pastor Eric. Thanks so much for checking out our Life Church podcast. We pray that it's a blessing to you. For more information about Life Church, check us out at lifechurchutah.com.